Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Game Without Borders podcast, a podcast about video games, technology and anything else we can think of. After a bit of a uh, bit of a wait, uh, as always, I am Nick, and joining me this week is the man who started it all. Really, I'm thankfully uh, very happy to say I'm joined once again by Brad. Hey, hey, I'm glad to be you? here. It's uh, yeah. it's been a hot minute since yeah. I've been on the show. Yeah, I I, I don't even know <laughs> how long it's been, which is kind of sad. Yeah, but yeah, how are you, Brad? Just. In your I uh, I'm doing well. I'm currently playing Clicker Heroes because oh. it's an abomination of a game that <laughs> just like I don't know something. It's 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 definitely the definition of a Skinner box. Uh, otherwise, I'm doing good. I'm super busy. I got some yeah. pretty awesome news last weekend that I get to go. Um, like Microsoft is flying me out to the headquarters to interview with them, so that's pretty awesome. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, so I get to do that, and that's exciting. But other than that, I'm just you know, staying busy, learning yeah. stuff all the time. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty good. I'm busy just like you, just trying to. Try, although I've been like quite quite lucky, found a lot of time to play some games and do some things, which I'll get onto in a second because I have got a lot of stuff because it's been a while. <laughs> all right. That is that is the nice thing about doing podcasting less regularly is that I actually have things to talk about week on week. Um, I completely understand. Yeah. So I'll start with. Um, I've kind of hit. I, everyone, uh, well, listeners should know that I've been playing Hitman. I had been stuck on the penultimate um, level, Colorado, for ages. I just, I got, just, I was just completely stuck. I kept getting caught whenever I was trying to do things. I did eventually finish the level in like the most roundabout way possible. Got a terribly low score, so I now um, I finished Colorado and I tried to do Japan the final level, and um, I am even more stuck with that. So I've kind of stepped away. Uh, for Hitman for a bit, and I've I've kind of moved into other so, things. Which, so yes. I haven't I haven't played Hitman. Like yes. this is the newest one, right? I heard yes. it was cool. Yes. But... <laughs> Can you tell me like a bit about it? Like what what do you do? What it like? Um, so what it, what it, it is basically is you get you get put in one big like sandbox level set in a location, and it will uh-huh. say like right you have to kill this person, and so you go around you find them. And you have to ascertain how to kill them. But, wait, wait, so like the, when you say the Colorado mission, like you're just put like in the state of Colorado. And no, 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 no. It's it's there is there are six missions because it was it was uh, it was an episodic. It's it, it was releasing episodically. I just bought it at the end. So one of the missions is set in a militia training camp uh, in Colorado. So it's full of like armed guards, uh-huh. and there's four people in that level you have to kill. So the whole point is you have to go around and be stealthy because it's a stealth game and try and kill them. But you uh-huh. have you have problems that like. You need to disguise yourself to get to certain places, but even if you have a disguise on, there'll be certain people in the level that can see through your disguise, so you've got to avoid them. And then there's things in the game um, called opportunities that are kind of designed to, say for example, uh, the person you might be trying to kill might be surrounded by like three guards at all time, at all times, so it's difficult to get to them stealthily. Whereas, okay. say, in the, in the first level, there's an opportunity where you find out that the guy you're trying to kill, there's a particular drink he likes. So you can disguise yourself as a barman, make this drink, but then poison it. So he goes into a toilet to throw up, and then he's isolated, so you can kill him in the toilet, and things mm. like that. Like, it's okay. just... I'm I, I'm toying with writing something about this. I'm really I'm not very good at stealth. I'm not good at that game from a stealthy perspective. Yeah, I'm having so much fun... Because of just like of just the, the freedom, 
Yeah, yeah, it's a puzzle. It is almost a puzzle game. And just the freedom it gets you to do things. So, like, the best thing I did is... And I don't really consider this a spoiler because there are so many different ways you can do it. But there's one level where you can you can trap uh, your target by finding an old tape of, like, family videos, putting it, uh, playing it, and so that he so that he gets taken into this room. And then in this room is, like, a big mannequin of, like, a plague doctor disguise that you can wear. So you're standing in the room in disguise. He has no idea you're there. And then as soon as he's got rid of everyone else, you just, you undisguise yourself. You pick up, like, a circumcision knife and you stab him. Oh, God. Like, it's, it's just, it's great. But it's, that's just one way to do it. Exactly, that's one, it. that's one of, like... 20 different ways in just a single level like so what if i want to what if i wanted to like just be a like a sniper dude and like is there, there a way are, I can do there that, is, like, every single mission like no yeah so, sort of i know there are sniper rifles in the game but kind of what it does is the more you do uh, each individual level you un- you unlock like mastery of it which gives you new equipment you can use new places oh, to start okay, but okay. you can't you can't take like one you can't really take one fixed approach you can't say right i'm going to kill every single person with poison because awesome. the okay, because cool. the because the way the levels are designed like yeah. it, it's deliberately telling you like no be different be and to be honest i think if i was going to recommend it because it's so broad and there's not much of a plot go do what i did and watch a uh, gameplay of it on youtube just yeah. to get an idea of what you have to do uh, what's sort of involved, how it works, how all the systems work, and I think that'll be the best way. Which is why, partly, I wanted to give a bit of a shout-out to two YouTube channels that I really love, Outside Xbox, and their multi-format uh, sister channel, Outside Extra. Because they're, they're great channels anyway, but they've also done a lot of Hitman stuff, like three different approaches to all the different levels. So it's it, it's really fun stuff, and it'll give you an insight into that game. So, like, that game isn't easy, and it can get quite frustrating, because it's very trial and error. But... Um, it's it's one of those games of when you get it right, you feel like the perfect like super spy. Uh, yeah. So like yeah, like there's there's ones where I've I've you have to kill this general and I managed to do it by pretending to be a guy that he was torturing. So like you're pretending that you're tied to this chair, this guy goes up to like taunt you and then you just headbutt him and kill him and walk out. <laughs> like Dude. it's I know, it's it, it's the best thing. It's, so I I kind of know that because um, in Watch Dogs 2, which I've been playing, is it's actually a really cool game. There's all kinds of ways to approach all the situations. Yeah. Like you can do your little RC car or your quadcopter, or you can go in stealthily, or you can just shoot everybody. And so, like, every now and then, if you do it appropriately and you just happen to, like, you take the time to scout the perimeter, find the way in, like, hack the right stuff, you get in and get out, and nobody saw you, and you're like, I am a yeah. cyro god. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You can do the exact same with, it, with Hitman. If you're yeah. good enough... But yeah, Hitman, can... it seems like it's, it's tailored towards that style of gameplay. Yeah, yeah. The point, yeah. You you cannot like, you cannot f- fight your way out. Like, if you get into a gunfight, you will die almost instantaneously. Really? Yeah. Basically, yes. And you get to a point of like, if there's say, if there's say people in people in the people in the room, and they say there's one guy you want to get, and there might be like two other guys, you yep. will have to knock out every other person in that room within a few seconds because if you let a single one of those escape they'll raise the alarm and they'll either oh. put the target in lockdown so that they're is, like yeah so they're like that's sealed a- in a room or they'll just send the guards on you and you die like that's one of the like most irritating things though is uh, with some stealth games anyways like if one person sees you it's like they instantly alert the entire compound and like yeah. all the alarms go off instantly and 
Well, Hitman's I Hitman's know. Hitman's quite good for that because you've got like uh, you've got like an eagle vision thing, so you can see like through walls and stuff, and it yeah. will te- and it will tell you um, people that can like see through your disguise will have a little symbol above their head, so you can Seems kind of avoid those people. Yeah, so you kind of know. Oh, I can quit easily walk past these people, but not these people. So yeah, it's yeah, it's a really fun game, and for me, for someone like me who, like I said, isn't doesn't have the best relationship with stealth, mm-hmm. it's not an easy game, but it's really enjoyable and. I can't wait to reach a point. I might go back to one of the early levels to a point where I've just mastered it and I know it inside out and I know the best ways to do it and all things like that. Uh, so, yeah. I'll, Sounds I'll like move. fun. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 we should probably. It's it's good fun. I should just say, if you are interested, it's, <clears throat> got, it's had its physical release, I think, this week or next week. So if you, if you, for whatever reason, don't or can't do digital, the entire first season is now out uh, out on, on, on physical disc. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, um, as I was saying last episode, I've kind of uh, rediscovered my 3DS a bit. I've been playing Legend of Zelda: uh, A Link Between Worlds again because um, I was under the impression that I'd nearly finished that game, had got to like the final boss, and but just never, then fi- never finished it. Like I got stuck. So I got all the, I got all the way through it on my second playthrough. I got all the way to the final boss, and just this morning I got stuck. So I just thought, hmm, let's just quickly go back on my other save file. Because I was sure there was like a twist in the story that I'd mm-hmm. see, that I know I'd seen, but I hadn't seen before. So I was like, "Had I finished this game and just and not realised?" And I ended up going onto my new profile and finishing the game. And basically, what what happens is when you finish the game, it um, the game ends and it doesn't ever save. So the last place you're likely to have saved is right outside the last boss. So if, even mm. if you fin- even if you finish the game, if you boot up an old save file, it will behave like you haven't finished the final boss. Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, so it turns out I had, but it's still a really enjoyable game. And I've also I touched on this in a in a piece I wrote, which I'll get onto in a minute. Uh, I bought myself Terraria, which obviously uh, Brad will know I was playing back when me and him started this podcast on PlayStation Three. But I've now bought it on 3DS, and it's it's great on 3DS. I think it was that game was always designed to be on a portable console because it's not. <coughs> It's not very graphically intensive, like it's a it's an eight bit stylized two D Minecraft, and yeah I'm, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I I had to, I started playing and then like because all the world is, the world is procedurally generated. Like the first world I got, I didn't really have a good place to build like a base, so I deleted yep. that and I've started again. And now this time I've got a good solid base, so I'm starting to dig around. And it's just the perfect game to play if you're listening to podcasts or just got time to kill. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's just like. One of those yeah. easy to, to go. Yeah, I, with I, I I genuinely think that like it's the best platform to play it on, having played it on PS3. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been very lucky. I in terms of my games writing, I for the first time in seven months have uh, wrote an article for my blog, which we'll of course put a link to in the show notes. It's a kind of rundown of my feelings on the Switch uh, and kind of how mm. it's le- how it's led me to rediscover my 3DS because for the last year or so. Um, my 3DS has kind of sat in a drawer, not being used, and I don't really think that's fair because a lot of people, like a lot of people, rave about the 3DS, and I've just kind of forgotten about it. Which is why yeah. I, I kind of wonder in that article if the next console I get, whether it will be whether I upgrade to a new 3DS and not buy a Switch. The uh, Switch. So yeah. Oh man, we should we yeah. should talk about. We'll, that we'll get we'll, we'll um, get onto that. Okay. okay. Um, so I think uh, on your on your your topic of of just like relaxing games. Um, yes. Stardew Valley is probably my top recommendation for that style of game because like yeah it's not overly challenging but it's rewarding it's relaxing it's entertaining and there's yeah. like tons there's like 
You can do so much stuff in that game. It's insane how big it is. Yeah. But, oh, speaking of, there's also the Stardew Valley like uh, collector's edition coming out soon. Yeah, for console. Because yeah. that, that came out on PC originally, didn't it? Yeah, uh, I think it released on Steam at first. Yeah. Um, yeah, if that, if, if that came out on 3DS, I'd pick, I'd pick that up. Like, I'm not saying it's bad on PS4, but I, I kind of feel a game like that is would be better on a portable. Um, a mobile, yeah. I thought it would be a portable game too, but like, you know, I'll just put on like Netflix and play some Stardew Valley sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then I've, <coughs> I've I've got a couple more things. Then I'll shut up. Um, okay. On a much sm- on a much smaller scale, I felt quite proud because I got an article published in my local student newspaper, so I can technically consider myself a print journalist, which is nice. Wow. It, it was pretty. It was a pretty generic. What to expect in video games in 2017. And it yeah. makes me laugh because I wrote it at the end of last year and I put something about the Switch. And then since we've had the big Switch reveal, the kind of information I put in is no longer strictly accurate. So It took kinda... a year for it to get published? No, 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 no. I... Oh, last year, okay. Yeah, yeah. last year is in 2016. And I then... like two months ago? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I was very lucky yesterday to have been the first guest on friend of the show, John of the One Track Gamers, brand new podcast Gamers. that he's doing. Uh, we had a big long chat about kind of what motivates me to uh, kind of how I got into games writing, why I do it, and kind of what what what, keep, what keeps me going in that in that regard. That was that was great fun. Uh, if anyone's interested, uh, we are recording this on a Sunday. If you are part of if, if you uh, are part of John's Patreon, that should come out tomorrow, uh, so Monday. And if you're not, that episode will be released publicly a week later. So yeah, that was a lot of good fun, and I wish him the best of luck with that new project. And then lastly, one last non-game thing, I watched a series on Netflix recently. I actually watched the entire series in a day. I watched the re- I watched the uh, adaptation of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, the Douglas Adams book uh, that's on Netflix. I was aware of it, because I'm a big uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fan, so I liked Douglas Adams' work, but I'd never read them. And it, yeah. was, it, was, it was mental. It, <laughs> it, it, you said you've never read the books, right? Yeah, but I, having watched the show, I've I've literally just started reading the first one now. Yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm part way Hitchhiker's it. Guide to the Galaxy series is it's fantastically oh, good, crazy. Yeah. That's, like, yeah, that's one of my favorite favorite series ever because it's insane. Whereas yeah. Dirk Gently seems to be just even more insane. But oh, the kind of the kind of weird thing about the TV show is, if you watch like say the first episode, you'll just go, "This is just ridiculous. It's over the top. It's stupidly silly. I don't like it." But I'm not going to spoil it. But the way the plot like turns out, all that stupid stuff only makes sense once you've watched it all. <laughs> and even then, it is kind of it's so dumb. It wasn't. It was. Um. It wasn't. Um. It wasn't bad. It made me laugh. There. It's got. Um. It's got Elijah Wood in it. AJ. Um, AKA Frodo. And I'm quite surprised that he was. Uh, he decided to do like quite a small scale thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, enough about me. What else have you been doing, Brad? Oh man, like I said. Um strangely addicted to clicker heroes it's just i don't even it's so mind numbing like i can just do whatever i want and then come back to clicker heroes uh and then do something else and come back and i'm like oh cool i've made some progress like doing nothing i've been productive uh and it's it's just it's it's the skinner box it's like the perfect skinner box and it's terrible i have to like i'm gonna have to remove it and uninstall it here soon but uh right now i've got about 310 hours oh for god's sake (laughs) you could spend that time so much more productively (laughs) well okay so to be fair it just runs in the background like i know i know it just goes so yeah other than that um i started playing state of decay again so i started watching the walking dead 
from the beginning uh, on Netflix, and because I love zombies, and The Walking Dead is so good. There's so many feels, and then uh, so I also started playing State of Decay, which I don't know if you if you've ever played it, but it's pretty. No. It's it's like it's my top two zombie games. So it's like Left 4 Dead and then State of Decay, because oh, wow. it's um it's an open open world style zombie survival game that just like they did us so much well. The only thing I don't like about it is. Like the appearance of it, like the looks of it, aren't aren't the best. But I mean, it's kind of old, so it's to be understood. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been playing State of Decay. Um, also, the next, you know, you know, Humble Bundle, right? You know what that is? Yes. Like what they do. Um, okay, yeah. So... For those for those who don't who don't know, it's it's you can get uh you can get a big bundle of games from different like developers and publishers, and the idea is you pay as much as you feel because it always go to, it goes to charity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, like, I think I got a bunch of Origin game once. Um, origin games once for I don't know I pay like ten dollars because it's like pay what you want and get these four games and then if you pay more than the average of seven dollars you get this game and then if you pay at least ten dollars you also get this game and then you decide how much of it goes to Humble Bundle and how much of it goes to charity so you can say all of it wants to go to charity or whatever else so you can get free games and you can have a tax deductible expense (laughs) so oh Jesus (laughs) and you're donating to charity so um but they also do a monthly thing. So you pay $12 a month, and fi- I think it's 50 per- oh, 5% of all of the monthly proceeds that, like, combined for everyone that does the monthly bundle will go to charity, and then you, paying $12 a month, get free games throughout the month, like, as they come out. So yeah. for, yeah, for, that's good. for February, let me just, like, look up what it was um, for February, because it was, like, XCOM 2 um, and, like, some oh, other wow. stuff. Yeah, it's, like... It's over a hundred dollars. XCOM two is recent. Yeah, it's like wow. over a hundred dollars worth of games uh, for twelve dollars. So uh, let yeah. me see if I can find one. Um, well, this month, if you do it for next month for March, because February is already done. Um, if you do pay, if you pay for a month in March, they give you Total War Warhammer up front. Oh, so wow. like yeah, so I, I bought it for myself and I bought it for a friend so we can play Total War together. Um, but then that's not counting the rest of the games that are going to come out like later later in the month, you know? So it's pretty awesome. Highly recommend um, Humble Bundle. The the game bundle this month is not my favorite, but they also have like book bundles and some other stuff. Like one of them was like a, there's a game development bundle that was like, I paid like $10 and I got like Game Maker Studio, a bunch of asset packs, some like oh, guides wow. to game development. It's just like $400 worth of stuff and I paid like 10 bucks for it and yeah. it all went to, and it all went to charity. So, mm. yeah, Humble Bottle's cool. Check it out. Um, also, we're not affiliated with them in any way. They're just cool. No, 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 no. This is just, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, other than that, so um, I'm spending a lot of time at my computer. Like, it's, yeah. it's like, like way more than I used to, but that's because I'm in a course. I think I talked about this a long time ago. Um, oh, back in the day, yeah. Yeah, I'm in this course where, like, I'm learning how to program, and then I'm going to get out of the military and hopefully be hired as a, a software developer, you know, somewhere. Like I said, um going to interview with, with Microsoft yeah. so that sounds cool I think you, uh, you picked, picked a good time to exit out the military I feel I think so too um, without, 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 without getting onto an unnecessary topic but yeah I think you timed that well <laughs> yeah thank you. <laughs> are you are you referring to our president right now yes <laughs> thought so um, yeah there's all look so I haven't been so in tune with like political happenings in uh, my life since he has been elected like yeah. usually it's like president okay he's doing some stuff cool whatever but now it's like it involves like he's doing so much so fast. It involves so much I care about, like yeah. um, renewable energy and 
net neutrality and all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just it's crazy. So um, mm. I'll let it the is... viewers have their own opinions on that. Yeah, I will, we don't want to get into it, but I'll have an interesting discussion with you after because I'm I'm studying okay. all this as part of my degree and about how um, how it's there's a bit of like media, media biases and stuff. It's really interesting, but I will talk to you about that later. Yeah. So, uh, anyways. I get yeah, out sorry. on on Tuesday. Like I'm officially done with the military on Tuesday, so that's everyone cool. have a party for Brad's behalf. <laughs> yeah, Tw- twenty one twenty one gun salute. All right, which in, which in the UK is impossible. But there we are. <laughs> it's impossible. Why? Well, yeah, well, it's just because we have very very strict gun laws. Oh, <laughs> it's almost impossible to get a gun if you're a civilian. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Uh, which actually, that's okay. I have a, a a thing we can talk about that if you want as well. So like. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> lots, uh, of stuff, anyways. lots of stuff the listeners won't hear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, um, yeah. Other than that, like, that's, that's pretty much it. It's just, you know, Rena and I hanging out. We're moving our small apartment now, and we're moving to Seattle next, like, in a month. It's crazy. Oh, the land of Grey's Anatomy. I freaking love Seattle. And the land of iZombie, if you ever watched that. Good show. No. It's fantastic. Fair enough. I'll so, take your word for that. Yeah, that's, uh... That's what's new in my life. Uh, you should also know I'm on zone 699 in Clicker Heroes. Fine. Uh, to, to, <laughs> the, the, fine. The one comparative thing I have for your obsession is I am on level uh, 5,190 of Infinity Loop. And to be honest, I haven't played it I've, properly in a while. 5,190. Yes. I've got, for, back into, oh. I've got back into Jetpack Joyride, which is a bad... Is bad, that counting bad. the time you reset... Infinity Loop, no, and you're like you're counting. None of yeah, this, this this is this is only since I've had my new phone, which has oh. only been <laughs> which has only been for like six months or so. Yeah. So yeah, I'm mental. Just just <laughs> listeners, if you did, if you didn't know that, uh, we all are. That, yeah, yeah, in in our own ways. <laughs> but um, so anyway. are we going to move on to a uh, yes? We'll get on to news around yes. the world. So we got a couple of bits of uh, Switch news. That's probably going to be quite a common occurrence because often when we get a new console, more details are coming out and coming out. So it's it's interesting. So I, I feel we really should talk about it. And one of the most interesting things is that it's this is just rumoured at the moment uh, that, um, that the price structure for Nintendo Switch's online service, which we'll talk about in detail in a second, have come out. So it's suggested that it'll be around uh, between 2,000 and 3,000 yen per year. Now, to give you some conversions... That is around between about kind of twenty twenty five dollars and about fifteen twenty pound. So the interesting thing is, it's going to be far far cheaper than uh, PSN and Xbox Live, which are not about double that normally. Wait, wait, wait. So, oh, a year? I thought that was monthly, like fifteen. No, it's a month, no, right? yeah, yeah. Seventeen dollars to twenty six. So like, yeah, almost thirty dollars a year. Yeah, that's uh, exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, I I think this is key because there's a lot of people who said like. This is a step forward, but their online service does feel very limited. The whole thing of you get a free game, but for a month, and then you get it taken away. Yeah. The whole thing of it's going to have voice chat, but it's not through the Switch directly. It's through a phone app, which is very strange. At that, yeah. I mean... But at that price, I think... Because, yeah, I think... If all these rumours about the online service are true about what it can and can't do, if the, if they're all true and they'd come out and said, right, that'll be the same price as PSN, no one would buy it. But I think the fact they've kind of realised that they don't off, they're not offering as much as their competitors... Which, which kind is... of infuriates me, because they're they're saying, look, we're, we're offering some of the same stuff, but at a lower price, which they're still going to make money from. But it's like, the thing with only getting a game for a month, like it doesn't cost them anything extra... To just let you keep it, 
You yeah. know what I mean? Like that that kind of stuff where like we're giving you it's it's like a not it's a very bad business practice I think, but they're like, but it's cheaper, so it makes it okay. Like that's yeah. Like like I would have like it would only ever cost them more if it was like if once you bought once you had the game you got say all future DLC. Like I'd get that because it means they'd be losing money in the future. Yeah. Like after the initial kind of loss, but yeah, it, it makes no sense. It's because just Nintendo has a weird idea about all its classic games. Like it knows that it knows that people love them, but doesn't yeah. want to actually give them to people. No, I guess that's is... what makes them valuable in some way. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's their mindset. Like it's only valuable if you don't let people have it, kind of thing. Yeah, that that is true. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, but the Switch does look interesting. Like if I was to get a new console, I would definitely heavily look into the Switch because I play most yeah. everything I want on computer, and the Switch would be like the mobile party thing. And, yeah, you know, we'll see. Well it, well, it was funny to to not to not ruin to not ruin too much the article I've written. I went through the exact same thought process of oh, games that you can play on the go would be great, and then my yep. brain went, "You have a 3ds, you never use it." Yeah, like, like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have that much of a need for portable gaming because I don't really commute that much. Yeah, but like so my sometimes was, it, it was like the for the quick get together with friends, like hey, we're all hanging out, let's yeah. meet up somewhere and play some. Some switch co-op or something, you know. Yeah, that seems like a which, cool thing to do. which which links uh, quite nicely into our next story. <coughs> again, again, this is just rumored. Um, Sonics haven't said anything officially, but it's rumored that Rocket League might be coming to the Switch, and I think that would be a perfect game for the Switch. I think so too. Because like, Rocket is... League, Rocket League is a great co-op game, and I think yeah, the idea of sure. of coming along with with your Switch with that is could be really interesting. So I'll keep an eye out if that gets an official announcement either way. Uh, next up, we have an interesting comment that was made by a developer or someone in the industry talking about the uh, PS4 Pro in relation to uh, X, uh, Project Scorpio, which is Microsoft's upcoming console. He argues that the uh, PS4 Pro is, and I quote, half arsed, whereas the Scorpio is full-blown, which is, which, yeah, firstly, no one ever talks like that, but just... That's but yeah. That is kind of to be fair because we know that Microsoft has said for ages like Scorpio is our full can do complete 4K console 4 4K, 4K gaming like it is going to be a proper step up. Whereas kind of the PS4 Pro and you know, Xbox One X are kind of mid a kind of middle ground stop gaps. Yeah, I hadn't actually been thinking about this until you just talked about the the Scorpio and, and how like the, there's a big push for it. But Microsoft is doing a lot for gamers recently, like. The new Windows 10 update is coming out soon. They actually just had, gave it out to like the, the preview build of like the Windows 10 Gamer update, where there's a um, you can stream from your computer to Xbox Live. So like it's integrating that kind of thing. Yeah. And then okay. So like you have your Xbox account, like your Xbox Live account, and that's going to be linked to your your desktop, and you can play games on your computer, and it'll give updates to your Xbox community on stuff. And then there's supposed to be an update that like improves frame rates and processing power and graphics capabilities for games that are designed to work with the update and then yeah they open sourced DirectX 10 recently which is oh, like man. yeah so that like um more people can learn how it works and and update it and use it and create new ways of, of working with DirectX and like there's all kinds of gamer stuff that Microsoft is doing which is really interesting to me because that usually isn't like like they make all their money from enterprise people. Like Xbox yes. is just like a side a side thing for Microsoft, yes. you know. Yeah, it's so yeah. I think it's yeah, interesting it's... to see the way they're they're moving with with that mm. whole realm. And it, it we'll see what happens with the the HoloLens, right? Because yeah, I've already seen I that I don't think that's ever going to come out at least at least not to, <laughs> at least not to consumers. Well, 
they're already showing. Like, I was looking at a movie the other day, and it was like, you can purchase this uh, for rent or to own, and you could also watch it on mobile, and you can also watch it on HoloLens, and it had, like, a little avatar of a person wearing a yeah. HoloLens. I was like, they're already marketing movies and stuff to be visual, used I, with HoloLens. I don't know. So, like, every, sing- every single bit <coughs> of footage, footage I watch relating to HoloLens feels like a Kickstarter pitch video. For where sure. you kind of think, oh, are you actually going to do this? Oh, speaking of Kickstarter, the little okay. thing I kickstarted that should have arrived in December has still not arrived, and it's February. Wait, what did you so, kickstart? That stupid fidget cube thing for people. Uh, a buddy of <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of my classmates was just like, dude, check this out, and he was really excited about the fidget cube like, thing. The funny thing is, like, I'm quite excited, and it'd be a nice thing if it turns up, but it is hilarious how angry people get in the comments. Like it's like, not getting their like, cube yet? Yeah, like I like I, I agree there's there is a point that they set a date and they've missed that date for whatever, whatever for whatever reason, but it's like this isn't like a vitally important product. I know. It's just like it's a just, useless thing that like it's yeah. literally to just Yeah. I don't I don't even know. I don't even know what yeah. it's for. It's to like yeah. not It's for yeah, it's for pe- it's for people that like kind of have trouble kind of focusing on things and stuff. Yeah. Like it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be nice if it ever turns up, especially because I got their special gamer one, so it's in like a gamey pattern. But anyway, who oh, knows? that's really cool. Yeah, if it turns up, I will I let just everyone can't know. See myself carrying that around with me all the time, and like I, I, I wouldn't carry it around, but it would be something. It would sit on my desk, and if oh, I was because like, yeah. <laughs> I'm because re- no, I'm really bad. That if I'm sitting watching a TV show, I will so, quite often be so f- so playing so on my phone as well. So, so instead of like, me playing Clicker Heroes right now, I could be playing with my fidget widget. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. Um, this next bit of news has got me super duper excited as well because I think this occurred a couple, uh, last week or the week before. Uh, Square Enix were like, "We've got a big announcement to make," and everyone was like, "Oh, is it going to be the third Tomb Raider game?" Just getting me very excited. Is it going to be a new Deus Ex game? Like a lot of their big IPs, and then out of nowhere, they're making they're making Avengers games, and it's officially Marvel licensed. Um, there's a trailer out which we'll link to, and at the moment, like it doesn't show footage. It's it's just a voiceover and like shots of all the different kind of uh, different Avengers. But you can tell by the um, you can tell by the style of it that it clearly is being based off the MCU. So I am really excited for that. And I think by the sound of it, it's going to be a multi-game deal. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do an Avengers game and um, and then do individual games like an Iron Man game and a uh, Hulk yeah. game and a Thor game. So I'm really excited. Um, just before we went, Brad really panicked me because he sent me a message while I was talking there, and I normally, when he ever sends me a message, it's normally like, my internet's broken. But no, this game you've linked me to, I've heard about it, and apparently it's like the worst game on Dude, PlayStation. Dude, okay. This, this, okay, this is blowing my mind. So PlayStation has a pretty, usually has a pretty good curation process, right? Like, they don't just put any game yeah. up on their, their yeah. YouTube, like the official PlayStation YouTube. Well, this game, Life of a Black Tiger... Yeah, made it to the official like PlayStation YouTube had an announcement, all that kind of stuff, and it looks terra bad. Like yeah. the worst possible game, like the realistic dragon physics game, had mated oh, yeah. with like the newest um, Duke Nukem Ugh. remake, and they like had a, a, an abortion of a of a tiger game baby. Like it's so Ugh. bad. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it, but. Just, like, I've, I haven't watched the footage yet, but I've heard people click play do, and do, like let us hear your reaction. Yeah, okay, fine. First... Li- li- live reaction. Yeah, I'll, I'll describe what I can see here. So it's, it's, it's a one-minute trailer. Oh, I good mean... God! It's like a PS1 game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, 
It's Ooh. so bad. Tell us, tell us, oh. what, you, what are you seeing? Okay, I'm seeing a tiger attacking some character models that have about two frames but of it's animation. it's not like it's attacking. Like, the tiger's there and, like, swiping, right? In the yeah. air. And then, like, there's oh. no reaction. There's oh, no, like, God. hitboxes. D- like, this, this, what this reminds me of, in, like, terms of style, is original RuneScape. Like, that's the sort of quality... Oh, God! I've just seen, like, loads of wolves spawn on top of each other in a big pile. Oh, good God. Oh, my God. And it's like, live the life of an endangered black tiger. And, oh, like, I don't... <laughs> I don't know how the to water, describe. The, 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 oh, I, I, right. The quote-unquote water physics are incredible. It's just completely <laughs> still. It's, oh, wow. Oh, uh, listeners, go, go and find that. That is just something else. Life oh of a black tiger. God. So yeah, bad. F- wow, that is. That, that's, that's made my day. Yeah, you're welcome. It's, so, I think it's... Um, moral of the rather, story is PlayStation needs to step up their, their curation yes. process. Well, yeah. In general, they've been pretty good. I'm just very surprised that this got through. Oh, me too. But it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so next up on the list, uh, there's been a new version of a mod for Star Wars Battlefront 2, oh. which is kind of tentatively titled Star Wars Battlefront 3 that's been made because a lot a lot of people there's a real cult following for those original two games yes. and while the while the new Battlefront game a lot of people enjoy people say well it's not quite like the old the Battlefield games of I, Battlefront games of old so this I, is kind of a spiritual sequel that they've made based uh, on the um, on Battlefront 2 so I remember when Star Wars Battlefront came out the newest one and I was like that looks so cool like the sound effects are on point the visuals are fantastic and I purchased it and played it for two hours and then returned it to Origin. Wow. I just, I couldn't get into it because of the always online, like, you don't choose yeah. a class, really. Like, you just kind of, like, spawn it and you have to, like, go pick up pickups, you know, to, like, fly whatever. And I don't know. It was just so many design decisions that were made in that game that made it just not as fun as the original yeah. songs. However, that being said... In addition to this, the mod that just came out, they're calling it Star Wars Battlefront 3. Like, it looks really cool. It looks interesting. However, um, there was an announcement on Twitter the other day that Star Wars Battlefront, like, the next one, Battlefront 2, is going to have a single-player campaign. And it's going yes. to be, it's going to span across multiple Star Wars eras. So Ooh, I'm thinking, like, you'll you'll have, like, the Clone Wars into the Galactic Empire and, and yeah. you know, maybe beyond, because at that point we'll have another movie in the Star Wars universe out. Yes, yes, we will. Last Jedi, right? Is that the one that's coming yeah, out? Yeah, it's... Uh... Have you seen all, all, all the people trying to work out the title of the last film by, like, creating a story? So it's like, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, For- the Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, after a bad hangover, and, like, stupid yep. things like that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, so it's pretty... But, uh, but yeah, so that's it's kind of a thing out there for those that loved the uh, original game. I just briefly... I, I very briefly got to... I was watching a mate... Uh, play a little bit of Battle, uh, Battlefront, the new one, because I've not played it. The voice actor they've got for Darth Vader is terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's wow. It's it's real the, bad. The best thing about that game is the uh, the grenade that like sets up like a concussion grenade. That's like the dubstep grenade. It sounds <laughs> so great. The dubstep. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. But anyways, the, so another yeah. another mod of sorts. Yeah, yeah this blew my mind when so, I looked at it. Um, so people love to mod Minecraft. Like there's all there's the, yes. the Shire has well not even the Shire like Lord of the Rings. The world has been recreated one to one in Minecraft, right? Well, these people went in and modded the mechanics of Minecraft and created all new like animations and 3D characters and models and stuff to create a Pokemon game. 
So yeah, they're calling solid it, yeah, they're calling it Cobalt and Amethyst. So it's it's like a 3D. You walk around just like Minecraft, but like yep. there's little platforms where you spawn Pokemon and they fight. Like you push buttons to make them fight other Pokemon, and you can like yeah. explore this new world and capture Pokemon in the wild and all kinds of stuff. Now it looks awesome. Like it's insane how much work and time they put into this. But I'm really concerned because it's using the Pokemon name and it's not yep. sanctioned we, by Pokemon. Uh, yeah, as we well know, um, <laughs> yeah, Nintendo will come down on copyright infringement like a ton of bricks. <laughs> like, they're in the news recently because that Pokemon Uranium, which the developers have spent nine years on, got released and then instantly shut down. Like it. Oh my gosh. Like, I do hear that is like, it is still available. Why don't, why don't in, they just, why doesn't, why doesn't Nintendo just be like, hey, we'll just like, buy this from you and then we'll make money from it like i don't because nintendo is like the biggest old man in the world like it, <laughs> it like it like it amazes me how it can vary between uh different companies so like i've hired these people to keep yeah, making it, this yeah game. wait where's exactly to, to give kind kind of an example i've never played the series but i'm aware of it so you're aware of the binding of isaac mm-hmm. uh they've there are, there are a couple of official expansions um to that that's called like afterbirth and i yep. can't remember i can't remember what it's called but there's a there's a there's a fan expansion out there um, that that's been made, and the developers saw it, and instead of flipping out, they were like, "This is bloody amazing!" So they got in touch with the guys making this fan one, and were like, "Look, yeah. here's all the assets and all the code. Yes, like make make this properly. It will yeah. only help grow the yeah. brand. You know, like I, I don't know. Yeah, this is just a classic case of Nintendo being about like." Bring a real old, old man about things. Yeah. Just but anyways, like... the the check check it out. It's called uh, yes. Pokemon Amethyst and Cobalt, I think. Yeah, we've is. yeah we'll, we put a YouTube link into like kind of a announcement trailer that they did, and then I, um there's there's also like there's there's let's plays of it if if yeah. you want, if you really want to see it in depth. It's just so the, yeah. I guess like that's just crazy the amount of time and effort people spent on this just because they felt like it and they love Pokemon. Yeah, and, that's. Yeah. <clears throat> Mm. Uh, so yeah. this this last kind of bit of news slash topic, I'm gonna let you take the lead on because you you suggested it. I'm sorry, I I missed I missed that you cut out for a second. Oh, uh, it's fine. Um, I just say this last this last bit of news slash kind of topic we're gonna discuss. I was gonna leave to you. <laughs> yeah, you did it again, but I, I I heard the most part. So cheat codes, all right. Remember when you would buy a game on PlayStation and then you would like get stuck and you'd go look up Cheat Code Central yep. or like. Uh, PlayStation.com or whatever, and find out like at the title screen you'd push like up, down, left, right, L1, R2, select, yep. and it would bring up a secret menu, and you like select big head mode or whatever. Yeah. So the reason that was there is because when developers were making games, they needed some way to debug the games they were playing in the release model. So they can develop yeah. in one system on the computer, and then they like test it on the computer, and then they give it to QA and they test it. But then you had to test it on the system itself. And so to, in order to like push the limits and test things, they would put in a debug menu that you could reach using yeah. special button press combinations, right? And that was where cheat codes came from. Like, if you wanted to blaze through the game super fast and not be able to die, just to, like test a certain part of the game, how the like the video worked, you would have to play through it in, in with Invincible mode turned on or something like that. Yeah, and then developers would just put in funny things like big head mode or like make everything black and white or fisheye view or you know other silly things. So eventually, cheat codes started to like disappear, right? Like they just started to yes not be in games anymore. And I hadn't even realized it, but so instead of cheat codes, we now have like DLC and you open up console commands and like that's what you do, or you you hack the game or something like it's not cheating with yeah. stuff that developers put in; it's cheating with like actual hacks, you know. 
So yeah, I, 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 I thought about this for a minute, and I watched the video shortly, but it makes sense because we have technology now where the developers can test everything on their system. They just have like a little snippet of code that says, like, if this is a release version, don't input this line of code. Yeah. Like, that's that's about well, it, really. I, 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 think there's t- I think there's kind of two main reasons why we don't, we don't really see it this much. Uh, and I think it's partly because games have become so much more complex. So if That's true, I, yeah. So if you take, say, like a big open world game like GTA or The Witcher, there'll be, yeah. like, hun- there'll be like thousands of lines of code all running simultaneously. And it probably uh-huh. is a bit of a thing of you couldn't tweak one bit of code to do something silly and it just not well, break, the, break the rest of the game completely. Well, the thing is, is they have they have debug code in the in the game still. Like it's there. Yeah. You just can't access it from a release version. So, mm. like a game like Skyrim, right? You can open up the console and you can type in all kinds of stuff in the console and do stuff, and that's how they debug the game. Except that's not yeah. available on PlayStation or Xbox. It's only available on computer. And it's because uh, the debug code is still there. Like the commands still work, but they put in little uh, like if statements to make sure that if this is if the reversion of this game is set equal to release, then yes, don't compile this code. Like don't make this code available. So mm. it's it's kind of interesting. But I like there's still Easter eggs. Like there's still little things that yeah. people put in. And I've actually was reading an article the other day where people or uh, development companies actually give developers time. They're like, look, we have a hundred percent of our budget, right? You have. 80% on this, 20% on this, whatever, whatever. I know that yeah. makes up to 100. But they'll cut out, like, we have 3% of our development budget and time is spent on Easter eggs. Like, they, they set aside time for that. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because that's the way that um, developers can, like, really put something of their own making. Like, put something of, like, uh, an inside joke or something inside the yeah. the game. Whereas with cheat codes, that used to be, like, their little, like, haha, we found a cheat code. This is a, you know, a funny thing. And Easter eggs have been yeah. forever, too. But... I just think it would be nice to have mm. like a new game come out that has cheat codes in it, you know, because that was uh, yeah, it was always a pleasure. I, yeah, I don't want to sound like that much of an old man, but I wonder if it's a bit of a case of now games are taken a bit more seriously. Like we go in, right. we we look at games for compelling stories and a solid and solid mechanics, and like we don't want easy shortcuts, we don't want invincibility, we don't want big head mode, like. I, I just wonder if it's kind of the attitudes and kind of what what gaming means and sort of how people approach games has changed. That like, and the, I'm sure you're right. But if someone said, "Yeah, here's a GTA clone with a million different cheats," people would love it. And I'd like that's the kind yeah, of they, like they, I, th- I, th- I almost think the closer you get to that, it's like just cause three kind of thing. But like, I'm not I I'm not saying there's not a market for it, but yeah. I under I understand why there's kind of there's been this move away. Yeah, I. It's just interesting the way like technology has evolved and has because of the technology has been got has gotten so much better. It's also made it so like the way games are developed and the way they are seen is so much different. And it, yes. I think it's really really funny you said that um, the 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 way games are seen is you know we played it for story. When just the other day I was showing Arena a game I found on Steam called What's Under the Blanket. Have you heard of it? Yeah. No. Oh my God! It's literally a masturbating simulator like you click the oh screen, jesus christ you click the screen to like make a little animation happen uh, and then you listen for footsteps of like your mom coming upstairs and you have to like stop and then wow <laughs> it's so is... terrible like it's the same thing as um have you seen like who's my dad 
Oh, I think so. Where yeah. it's like the game is you're a child in a shower and you have to choose, you have to like run to the correct color skin dad. Like, yeah, it's, it's... Oh my god. It's, on it's the, yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> on, on, on the other end of that spectrum, like I, I can't remember how this came in conversation, but I was talking to a friend of mine who like has absolutely zero interest in games whatsoever. Yeah. And some, somehow um, Life is Strange got mentioned in conversation. Uh-huh. And I was saying to I was saying to this person, oh yeah, when I played it, I, I, I found it like super emotional, and it really deeply affected me. And she was really quite surprised that like yeah, that games do that now, like not all the time. It's still quite a rare thing, but games out there, yep, there are games can. out there where where it's about story and it's about it's not about oh I can kill a million people. Like there are there's other facets yeah. to well, gaming it's, now. It's, it's which just, it's sort of like you know how you can get emotionally invested in a TV series because you you know you get attached to the characters and things happen and you're like you get so sad when someone dies. Well, like it's no different, except when you're playing as part of the cast, like you're affecting those decisions. Yeah. Like, what comes to mind is the Walking the Telltale series Walking Dead, where like your decisions made it so people die, and these are like characters yeah. you've learned their quips and their their personalities, and then like it's your fault that they're dead. That's just like yeah. It's so emotionally yeah, the, impactful. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a gr- there's a greater sense of involvement. Like, if you're watching, say, Game of Thrones and someone dies, there is nothing you could have done to stop that from happening. Yeah. But in a game, in theory, even if like the way it's designed mechanically means that not that's not possible, in theory, there should be a way for you to have a direct impact mm-hmm. on what's going on, which I th- which I think is why it's so it can be in in certain cases so affecting. Yep. At the same yeah. time, though, like it's hard to get it right. Because a TV series yes. is easy because nothing changes. Like uh, the viewer, the participant is going to watch. Like that's all they do. But in games, you have to create a game that makes sense to every single player. And like, yes, you know, some people are going to try and break your game. That's just what people do. So you have to like yeah. think about that. And it's just, well, that's that's, that's that's why I think a lot of story-driven games are quite mechanically simple. Because like I think right. you'd hate you'd hate to be in a situation where like you were getting really invested in a game and then there was just this really annoying like puzzle that you just couldn't understand so you mm. put the game down and you just forgot about it because yep. then all that all that all the story had done to build up would be gone yep and you'd lose that impact so i kind of understand why the the likes of like the walking dead life is strange like are that mechanically complicated because mm. otherwise you'd it's, lose it's, it's a story like they're telling a story yeah exactly exactly Yep. So yeah, that got wildly off topic from cheat codes. But if anyone does care about cheat codes, uh, we'll put a nice video Brad found that kind of goes through the development about why they, where they used, where they came from originally, which obviously you've touched on, and obviously where they are now. So yep. yeah, so yeah, that's kind of uh, we don't really have well, we don't really have a topic that we've kind of inadvertently found a topic. So <laughs> yeah. working on tangents there. We have got one community question uh, this week is from John. This was sent in. A couple of weeks ago, because we were supposed to be recording last weekend. Last weekend, so this is. Uh, so he says, "So I'm starting a new podcast soon. I want to know what inspires you, what gives you the drive to do what you want to do." Now, I'm reluctant to answer this question in great well, detail is, because is, is I this, answered is, this question on his podcast. <laughs> is this in reference to like gaming or like just in life? Um, it's I yeah it's it's. I kind like, of why do was, I why do I make decisions? Like, is that what it? It, it, it well, it was in, in initially the context he was like the context he asked it to me when I went in his podcast would was what inspires me to do games writing, and then uh, I if when you go and listen to that show right. you'll you'll, you'll then realize that I so it, it it could have been like what inspired you to start this podcast with me I, for example yeah well that was that's different than why I the why I like 
than what I do yeah. right now. So originally, well, yeah, when, I, when I started the podcast, like, if you don't mind me taking a shot at this, or no, no, no. Okay, so originally when I wanted to start the podcast, I, I think it was the One Track Gamers that put me in touch with you. I, I was listening to their yes, podcast. Yes, it I was. was. Like, it's a ton of fun. Like they they hang out and they joke and they talk about video games and I love video games so like I want to I want to do what they do that sounds like a great thing it just like seemed like fun like that's why I did it yes so um I messaged them and I was like hey I'm looking to start a podcast how do I get into this and they're like well there's this viewer of ours that's pretty annoying and his name is Nick Jenkins <laughs> that is <He's> not <laughs> how they said that <laughs> so uh I I like messaged you and like the same day we're like yeah let's start a podcast together and yeah like four hours later we've recorded something which which fun fact has never been publicly released you, you but keep, will but will be us. released no I no I did I, I've sorted out basically a little behind the scenes <clears> peek <throat> is that um the the sound quality is so bad that I've had to edit it in such a way where to get rid of one thing I've made something else sound even worse fantastic but the, but kind of the point is, I don't. First of all, I can't edit it well enough to make it sound good, and I don't want to because I kind of <laughs> want it to kind of be a thing of look how far we've come because yeah. this is almost inaudible. Yeah. So sorry, tangent. I I I I just I interrupted you. You should you should release just like a sound bite of it or something like a fifteen minute segment or something. Oh, if if I released the raw audio file, we'd get taken off the internet. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, it's it is it, but oh. Just yeah, but so, yeah. Anyways, listeners, um, you'll get that. You'll get that. You'll get that relatively soon. <laughs> All right. So stay tuned, listeners. Uh, yes. So now, though, I've it's been oh god, almost a year. Over a year. Uh, almost a year. We started in April. Dang. Dude. Which, okay, which so... also which also gives a hint about when and when when I may be releasing that episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, things change, right? So yes. Um, since then, I've discovered I really really enjoy development software development programming things like that and yeah so what i have just i had brief, briefly like touched on it with like a little bit of game development unity stuff like that and uh you'll hear the first like 15 episodes of the podcast i'll talk about like oh i'm doing this in gaming and all this other stuff so i've actually really this this class i've been a part of has given me the opportunity to just like sit and learn and be around other people that are developing all the time and i created a an app on for windows so like to study like c sharp terms and yeah. definitions and stuff so i created an app and it's published on the windows store and everything like i have my official silver star productions is my company name um, yeah um and when i created that it was like a i solved these problems that i didn't think i could handle at first and b i've created something that's useful to people that can help people and so what what inspires me and what gives me motivation to keep learning and keep creating things is like i just want to be able to make things for people that like help them that help people be better than they think they can be you know to like help people mm. be more effective and more efficient and things that uh like i guess the combination of being able to solve the challenges that are that are that are faced to me and then produce something that's meaningful to people is really inspirational to me and i think that's yeah. what drives a lot of game developers as well because the act of creating things is like innately like humans love to create things we love making stuff Right. Yes. Um, because people will make anything that they feel like, and then on top of that, when you make a game that impacts people and makes them think about things from a different perspective, like a uh, what's it, Undertale, where yeah. if you play through it normally and you just like kill everything and you get like you're you actually are like a, a murderous person throughout like rampaging through their land at the end, you know. So yeah. it's it's when you're able to create something that affects people emotionally and, and like makes people think about things, it's 
it's terribly rewarding, and I'm sure I'm sure you know that with your writing and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's I, I, like, I, like I said, I, I don't want to rehash too much what I said on John's show, but like I I I, can't, I always went into this writing, I I wasn't like it's lovely to get recognition, but I never write an article and then sit and watch the view wait, counter go up. Wait, like, for I the, never <laughs> wait for the upvotes and the the like counter. Exactly, I ne- I'm, I I don't do it for number the numbers. No. I do it because I enjoy it. Yeah, but um. But yeah, and I think that's the main thing, really. But I just a question I might pose to you because you suggested it, because I said this to John. Mm-hmm. I think I caught I caught him off guard slightly when we were recording. Yep. Is like, what's your general kind of life? What what drives you to get up in the morning? Um, that's an interesting. And please don't say something stupid like my alarm clock. No, no, no. I was actually thinking about it. that's an interesting question. Um, it kind of like, I guess the idea that I am capable of more than what I'm doing right now. So, like, I know I'm at a certain point, I'm at a level, and I, and I know that I can get to, like, the next tier of productivity of making an impact, of being effective in my career and in my life and being able to help people. And yeah. and just, like, thinking that, like, okay, what am I going to do today so that I learn more, that I can be, like, one step closer to my goals, you know, things like that. I guess I guess having goals that really align with, like, who I am is what, what makes me get up in the morning. Yeah, and then uh, to involve games with that, video games are fantastic for a sense of accomplishment because yes, you they allow you to be anyone and do anything, and I don't know. That's we're getting real deep. I'm feeling real. I know, real introspective right now. But um, exactly, exactly. I, I, that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up just to prove that we can do serious stuff. But yeah, because like. When I, I I said when I kind of explained my point on John's podcast, it came, it came across quite preachy and and not not how I intended. But my kind of approach has always been: I've always faced a lot of adversity in my life for whatever reason, and like my kind of my kind of ethos has always been: I've just got to keep got to keep going and got to keep fighting. Like yeah. I'm I'm not the most I can, I'm, I can be quite pessimistic, but I'm kind of one of the people that's like life isn't particularly very easy it's it, it's yeah. it's every, every, everything takes hard work and effort and that and that's what gets me up that just yeah. i know that if i do nothing it's 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 just not good so yeah i get you that's yeah that's that's me so yeah we got deep, we can get deep on this so deep yeah in fact i'm this is just decided what i'm going to call this episode what's that so deep deep and hard no, deep and fast no 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 <laughs> it's going to no, it's going to be called the Philosophy Hour, like as if we've done some weird spin-off podcast. Oh, jeez. Okay, I'm okay with that. But yeah, but yeah, that just um, that probably just about brings us to the uh, end of this week's show. There was a brief thing I wanted to touch on. Is obviously you'll know from the last few weeks that I was kind of like, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch up the format. We're doing it less regularly, and I was trying to um, get different people and guests on the show. Haven't had too much luck there. I've 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 got tried to get in touch with a few people. I've just not got replies. I've kind of got, I got like a tentative yes from someone, but they were like, I'm busy at the moment, but if things yeah. ever calm down, I'd be happy to. So like, I still want to pursue that because I think it would be great to get uh, more varied voices on it. But I do kind of, behind the scenes, I've been chatting with a couple of people mm. and I do kind of have a contingency plan if my kind of, this kind of plan A idea that I have doesn't work. I I do have a way that I can bring kind of quite consistent uh, podcasts to you all, so I haven't forgotten you about about you all. No, I'm still I'm still thinking about this, so I just wanted to give a bit brief kind of update on kind of how how things are going with the podcast can, generally. Can we do like a 
can we can we do a zombie episode where we just like talk about zombie games? Uh, that's that's very niche, but we could. <laughs> I, so, I just I'm, I'm I was thinking, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about it because uh, I talked about Left 4 Dead and State of Decay and Watch the yeah. Walking Dead, and there are so many good ones. I think yeah. it's, a, it's nice. To, it'll be nice to revisit it because I think the zombie phase is kind of dying out right now. Yeah, we certainly can do. It's just I'm I'm cynically I'm very aware throughout the entire course of this podcast we've gone oh let's do X special episode like me and Dapple are going to do a university episode that had nothing to do with games that's all Add about it, being a just, student. Just put it on the list. And it, of and, it, and, it, and it never happened. We have we we all have this terrible habit of coming up with fantastic plans that never come to fruition. Mm. Don't don't be like us, listeners. Follow through. Yeah. Yeah, achieve your dreams. <laughs> Don't take no for an answer. In in, in most in yeah. most cases, just just do it. Oh, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, Nike slash Charles Labeouf. Yeah, ending the just, episode so well. Did you just call it Nike? Yeah, well, Nike. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, there's British. no accent. On, there's no accent on the e, is there? That, what, have you, you never studied? Have you never studied French? <laughs> okay, where can people find you to complain about the way you pronounce Nike? That was an unfair segue, but you can find me on. Tw- you can find the podcast on Twitter at GWBPod. You can email us, email your complaints to us at GWBPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll have a link to our Discord channel as well. You can find us on Snapchat on GWBTeam35, although if I'm being brutally honest, it never gets used. Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at another GMG blog. You can find me on my PSN, which is currently working as Merciful underscore Fate four nine seven. And if you want to read um, any of my blog articles, you can find them on nickpjenkins twenty five dot wordpress dot com. Uh, Brad, where can people find you? If you type into Google Scrub, yes. and then yes. a one, the number one, and then four zeros. You'll come up with all of my social media links. You'll find my Twitch. You'll find my Steam. You'll find all kinds of stuff. Not in the UK, but there we are. Really. Yeah, don't even close. Did you try it? I did. Uh, let me put try it with the space. No, no, I don't. You don't. You just get loads. You just get loads of like. Uh, I. Uh, I your I, SEO. Your SEO is weak. You're right. Well, I come up with like my Twitter, my GitHub, my YouTube, my Twitch. So anyway, Scrub Ten Thousand. That's me. You can add me on Steam uh, if you yeah. want to look at all the other stuff. Just go. Yeah, and even though she's me. not here, even though she's not even here, where can you find Rena's blog? Rena is actually starting her own business. At least she's trying. Oh she's, my um, God. Yeah, she's a online fitness and nutrition coach for strength training and things like that. So you can find her at Synonym for Strength. Synonym the word, f o r strength dot com. There's a link to it. There'll be a link to it. Yeah, there'll be a link to it in the show notes. And, so yeah, uh, I just wanted to give her a shout out. Yeah, well. she's fantastic. Oh, you know, if you're. Uh, if you're feeling yeah, like just, you need some, some motivation, send her an email. She'll be happy to talk with you about whatever. And yeah. Yeah, she's great. So yeah. thanks for just listening. Do, yeah. And... yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, thank you to you, Brad, for coming back on the show. It I was, was very, happy, very happy to have you, even if you did abandon me last weekend. I'm sorry. Things came up. Things oh. happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, thank you very much, Brad. Thank you very much, listeners. And we will see you next time. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye.